It's another episode of the Pin High Podcast presented by Golficity. We're going to be talking about Martin Laird's win at the Shriners. We've got a great interview with Ryan French, also known as Monday Q Info on Twitter. That's an interview I feel like you guys are going to really like. It's like just a completely different side of golf. Um, and we're also going to be looking into the CJ Cup with some DFS and betting picks. So let's get into it. Okay, it's episode 50. We're coming up in uh, about two weeks on the uh, the one-year Annie of the Pin High Pod. So we kind of already had our year-end show, so I don't really know what we're going to do for that. So we'll kind of we'll figure that out. Maybe mm-hmm. just Pin High moments in general. <laughs> um, doesn't even have to be part of the podcast, just like in general what we've done. But that doesn't matter for now. Um, so quick Shriners uh, recap. Martin Laird. Down the stretch was looking so shaky. Okay, so seventeenth, oh, seventeenth yeah. hole, um, par three. Par three. Yep. Literally hits it like all the way right, like worse than I. I probably would have hit a better mm. shot on the hole than he did. Um, way right. He's behind like a little tree. Um, has to hit like a, a <clears> little <throat> punch shot like under the tree, which like us amateur golfers, like some of us are pretty good at that because we do it all the time. But like the pro golfers, they don't really do it <clears> that much. So you had a, had a really nice like little punch shot under the tree. Hits it to about it, 15 feet. It was perfect. The punch shot was literally perfect. Perfect. You, I thought he was going to stop next to the hole. You could not You, you could not have played that any better in that kind right. of circumstance. And you the announcers are like, better. oh, he'll be lucky to make a four here, like on a part three. He'll be lucky to make a four, like probably might even make a five. Anyway, puts this like little punch shot to like about 15 feet, I would say. 15 to 20, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, just nails the putt. So he comes out of a par, still in the lead. Um, we go to the 18th hole, um, hits it down the middle of the fairway. Um, not a problem there. Then it gets to his approach shot. I think he ended up uh, short, right, short right. Um, yeah. There was like a little uh, like sprinkler head right in front of him, but like he didn't, he couldn't take relief. He was like behind it. Um, has a chip shot up, miss hits the chip shot. It's like way short. Um, has about 30 feet to like win the tournament, pretty much. Um, doesn't make that putt bogeys. So we just missed almost it. made it. Just it was almost so made close. It, it was close. In. Almost made it. Um, just like, just, just didn't have enough pace. Really good putter. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. For for, for for like from what I saw, his putting was his um, ball striking was god awful. Yeah, when I was terrible. Watching. Terrible. Oh yeah, the last. But during the week, so, it, was, it was probably pretty good. Yeah, um, it was so like that, that, like that, that takes us. That takes us into a playoff with uh, Matthew Wolf and Austin Cook. So like when you're looking at that playoff, you're like, all right, like. Who's gonna win this? Like Matthew Wolf seems to have the advantage. He also like had just finished too. Um, had an eagle on sixteen. Matthew Wolf, so he was he was playing well down the stretch. Um, first playoff hole, I think they all ended up in like the similar spot. They all yeah. had like 20, they all had like twenty foot putts. They all missed. Matthew Wolf was above the hole. Austin Cook was above the hole, and I think Laird was below the hole. Uh huh. So they they all uh they all missed that putt. So we go to a second playoff hole, which is on seventeen again. This is the hole where Laird went like way right before. Um, again, they're all in the green, I think. Um, Cook and Wolf are out. They both hit like really good putts that just miss. Um, both tap in, I guess, for par. And then Laird's got like this 10 foot putt, would you say? I think it was like, it take... tw- like 15, 20 feet, probably. Okay, 15. To, yeah. So he has another 15 to 20 foot putt on 17 again, and he nails it. And that's the win. 
And you almost missed that one too. Like, like you, like you watch the yeah, video. It was you going think, right you to the edge. Gonna, you think it's going to dive like off toward the mm-hmm. lip out or just miss, but he made it, made it. It was pretty. I thought was he cool babied moment. it at first. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's like he, he hit hard enough, I thought. And I that was like, the, it was good the timing of all this was perfect for Sunday afternoon. It was like right when the Giants, Giants game, like last yeah. four o'clock game ended. Flip over to the golf, and we're, we're down the last three holes of the event. Um, Laird's got a one-stroke lead. We're going into a playoff. Like, great, time. fantastic golf to watch. Yeah, really, really was. For so, um, out of the, out of the, the Shriners Open, which was a pretty strong field this week, um, see to see that that that's pretty good. Um, yeah. Also, disappointment from Patrick Cantley this week. Um, I think Trev actually picked him to win on him. Skins. Um, he was in the lead. He had the third round lead. I think he had the lead going in the final day. He went like four over on the last day. So yeah. that's a disappointing day. Yeah, I I saw that like the leaderboard. I saw he was in the lead. I'm like, oh okay, I could have like a winner. Like I wasn't even like, like for all I don't know, I COVID. I still have COVID. So I was on. I was was on the pod, but then no, that's that's the first time we've mentioned anything. Yeah, last, we, we didn't even uh, mention really. it last so, week. Yeah, <laughs> okay, last episode okay. we were like, well, he doesn't confirmed have it, so let's just like not say that but yeah so no cats I, out of the bag I, trevor has COVID 19 i have i still have it i'm in quarantine for about like four more days and then i'm good to go but yeah don't um wear a mask stay inside social, social distance but uh don't go to a miami dolphins football game and a south carolina <laughs> football game <laughs> hey don't, hey tw- tw- 2020 maybe stay away from sporting events maybe maybe, maybe. <laughs> i'm probably going to even Bears though you're going to the bears and Panthers yeah but whatever yeah uh sports are plus I, I i saw like i like the text like all right just make your picks and i said i'm like you know what can't they play well like three years in a row or something like that or play well last year i'm like i'll, I'll pick can't they and he almost yeah. he played well so and the field the field was like like more cows playing webs no, good playing. good field Deshaun i mean Bowen we had uh bryson was the first field. round leader bryson was the first round leader I'm like oh no here we go again like bryson's just gonna like not like not a really bad field. Saturday. I'll see what it's going to win again. Like, like this sucks. Like I don't want Bryson to win every event. Like, you know, and people were like commenting on the Instagram post. Like, like he really just is so much better than everybody else right now. It's crazy. But um, I was good talking, I think Bryson didn't win. I was talking to somebody after he was, I think seven over like five or seven under through like nine on Thursday or something. I was talking to my boss and I was just like, like on a different scale than obviously tiger woods was because there's one much better players now and two tiger was still much better yeah bryson dechambeau could, has the opportunity to like do some some tiger stuff and like because oh, he he's trying to like revolutionize eight, like the game turn consistent term like here. he could like he could literally make every like, i could see him literally making like almost every single cut on tour right like, he I mean, probably spe- already all he has to do is get consistent and mm-hmm. he will he will compete every single week um, speaking of Bryson, uh, the rumor is this week that he's adding even more weight. Um, and he also said he wants to debut his, debut his new 48 inch driver at the masters. Oh my gosh. He's literally, he's literally gonna... <laughs> like, he's going to be hitting the ball 400 fair, yards yeah. in the masters. When before, before he decided to take out that 40 inch, 48 inch driver, I think maybe it was Jordan Spieth saying that like, it turns into like a par 68 course for him. Right. Yeah. Like also, some, whichever, like, even this week he had, there was like a, 
three hundred and like seventy yard like par four, and he drove the green and with like, iron. Yeah, that was at the three hundred yard par four. Okay, okay yeah, never mind. That was still, still driving the green both. on par four with an iron. Yeah, right, still. but no, but the, but the, he had the three hundred seventy yard par four, drove the green, and he was like, "Wait, I hit the green. Like, I, I feel so bad. I might have like actually hit the group in front of us because like, which is like shouldn't even no, even be in play. Should like, not be in play at all. <laughs> no. Like, how is that possible? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah, I mean that the Masters. I also was saying, hearing um, interview Jordan Spieth did with like Golf dot com or something like that recently, or Golf Digest's new podcast was one of the two. Um. And he was saying, like, yeah, Bryson will have to lose the Masters to not win the Masters. So, like, yeah, I was thinking about Hopefully maybe putting a little sprinkle down up, on Bryson mentally. Hopefully, yeah. he puts, like, puts it uh, puts it in a like a bad spot, hits three wood four times, uh, out of bounds twice, yeah, or something, something like that. He'll probably <laughs> if he hits in the water on twelve, like on Sunday or something like that, like some uh, Francesca Molinari, Jordan Speed type of stuff. Yeah, so that's pretty much it. But, You're right though. He's he's literally gonna like, hit driver iron on every single par four, and it won't even like it'll be like he won't even be. He's going driver wedge on the par fours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, 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 par, par five, par five. He'll be oh, driver, par fives, yeah. driver iron every single driver one. like a nine a iron problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be. <laughs> I figured out. So I thought that the that the course I played. Um, so I participated in this like women's event. Uh, <laughs> The, the other week because like they needed this did you did you, did you use your woman's wedge did no you, I didn't. you, you should toss it out for that, that event. yeah um so th- like these two women dropped out it was like a team event so that so two uh the one group needed like a marker for their group so that they like didn't cheat obviously they were probably not going to cheat but like i just you know i needed to be with them so they're like you want to just play with us and i was like sure why not and I wasn't going to hold them back and play from like the tips. Like that, that would be such like a dumb move. Cause I'm like literally working the tournament and I thought mm-hmm. I played it from 5,800 yards. So I was like, Oh, that's like further than silver mine. Like it's not, it's not, that's not that bad. I was print, I was like looking at past results this, this week and putting stuff together uh, for like our end of the year meeting. We, I played it from 4,800 yards. Little <laughs> <laughs> well, part three course. Oh my God, <laughs> dude. Or 4,900. But like, I, I think, but like, <laughs> I had driver like nine iron into a par five. I should that I should have known. Oh Jesus Christ! That's so that's so fun. Like that's fun, but at some point you're like you're like this is like a joke. I mean, to to put that in perspective, I have a Silvermine scorecard right here. the The ladies' tees at Silvermine are forty seven hundred yards. So I've always like, like, almost forty eight. So it's like playing the ladies' we should, tees. From we, 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 we should we should do one day play the ladies' tees at like. Like I've always wanted to play lazy tees like Silver Spring and see what happens. Just like I just want to see like what happens. Why would shoot? I probably I, bet I would shoot like cause, cause, I bet I would shoot like worse because play, I would be like used to play the white tees like the second from the front and like like when we were like seniors in high school we played inner club from the white tees and like me and my friends are like five handicaps and we're playing like we're shooting like like a par five we're going dr- like driver wedge into a par five. Like, the um fair the second hole there if you play from the ladies tees. Oh, it's it a par turns four. into it's, a par four. It's a par four. Mm-hmm. It's a par four. That's what we played from in our inner club. We played the white tees, which is up there, and it's a par yeah. four. Yeah. Oh, are the white tees up there with the with? The, yeah. Yeah. We, 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 and what, well, I think I, I think I played it once. I hit it like out of bounds, right? I couldn't find my ball, and I still made bogey in the hole because I, I made I went like driver iron onto the green. Yeah. I still made par actually. I still made driver iron onto the green, made putt for boat for par. It would have been yeah. eagle on a par five. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, so I forget how this even came up, but the fact that I only shot like an 80. <laughs> I mean, oh. whatever. I was also in a, you know, in an interesting state that morning. But Fair. what Fair. else we got? Uh, speaking of guys that probably play in interesting states all the time, John Daly uh, had a hole in one, literally just barefoot being John Daly. Probably had it was a- recorded. Yeah, yeah. Somebody was recording him. And he like, he, just, like, he like didn't even like he didn't even like care. What was it? He said it was like his thirteenth like, hole. In one yeah, it's like number thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Have you heard the Tiger story where like John Daly was telling him like you need to like you need to come drink with us? It's like no, no. I've I've uh, I got some practice to. He's like you've been practicing for five hours. He's like no, I still need to like go for a run. Blah blah. blah. And like the next day they were paired together after John Daly had been drinking all day and Tiger had been doing stuff all day. And he and he beat him by like three strokes. Who Daly or Tiger? Uh, Daly beat John, John wow. uh, Tiger by three <laughs> strokes. And Tiger came up to him and was like, "Maybe I need to start drinking." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the most Tiger thing I've ever heard too. Yeah, that was probably what, 2000. Like who, who even knows? Yeah, but God, uh, knows, God knows when. Just John Daly's our, Mon- our Monday hypothetical. I mean, is John? Da- yeah, John Daly's a huge gambler. So. I'm on hypotheticals. Which tour player is the best gambler not named Phil Mickelson? Who we, I mean, who John Daly's up there. Like, uh, you go he's not John a tour Daly, player, though, really, right now. That's true. Like, that's true. But like, you, like, people think John Daly would take a PGA tour. As far as like, guess, like, yeah. like, like, like people gambling like, when they're playing against each other, I feel like Brooks Kepka and like Justin Thomas always have like these crazy bets. Like, they had the hole-in-one bet, I think, or something, or like the eagle bet or something, like the mm-hmm. hole-out bet. Um, I feel like they have a lot of like bets, bets very low key. I feel like Brooks is very confident in this game, where he's like, "Yeah, I'll bet." He definitely, he, he definitely. Is. <laughs> I feel like uh, I feel, I feel like, J, I feel like JT is that guy too. Like he'll he'll put some put some bets in. Like when he's playing, like, Eddie Pepperell's got to be a gambler. Eddie, right? oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> he's got to be. Yeah, I, he has to be. I agree. Uh, also, I mean, I don't even know if he is, but he just screams like his whole look. Jeek was saying this earlier. Harry Higgs just screams yeah. gambler. Scream, yeah. I agree. Like he's not. He's, he's a not, guy who's on he's a not playing. He's not playing on Sundays. He's going to the casino, wherever the wherever the tournament is, and playing some playing some bets in. Exactly. Make, misses a cut, just goes straight to the casino. Yeah, straight to the casino. He's like, he's like, yeah, oh well, I'll put, I'll make my money back. Yeah. Who else? I don't know. Um, I, I feel like Justin Thomas definitely. Apparently, JT. What, yeah. um, so uh, every year, um, Michael Jordan and a group of friends go to the Kentucky Derby. Um, and they play 36 holes at the golf course where JT's dad is like the head professional still. Um, so, uh, he, after a few years of caddying for MJ, um, he actually gets to play of him in this match every year now. So like him and MJ are like always like betting on like, like their rounds. Cause obviously MJ is a huge camper. So yeah, JT's got like, that in him. So. You know how I feel like to be low key, like a, like a gamble a lot and like, or like good at it. Matt Kuchar. I feel like he just like he's the kind of guy who just, like he's like, the I kind know. of guy that ghosts the bookie though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but like I feel he's, like he's just he's like the Jack he, Webster of, of the PGA. He, but like I feel like he wouldn't like if he was like betting, he wouldn't be betting the amounts like Phil. I feel like he'd go up to Phil and like or like someone like playing pressure. He's like, hey, you want to do five five ten? Like I could see that. <laughs> yeah. I could see that. Like um, he, like like just like low like super like low key like amount of money and everything like that. He was there's a I'm on like a little website here about like gambling stories. Matt Kuchar has a story on here. Yeah. Um when he was uh, an amateur, he lost a bet to one of his Georgia Tech uh teammates. 
um, they were like, um, they were playing and he said he like, he didn't have much money to his name or whatever. And they were still playing for like a lot of money. Um, he was playing really good golf, but, and, um, and he doubled down his bet on 17, but, um, he birdied to beat him. And then he doubled down his bet again on 18 and his friend made an albatross <laughs> <laughs> and he lost a bunch of money. He said it took him like, like five installments oh, to pay it back. That's, oh that's, that's gambling as a college yep. student. <laughs> what about uh i feel like joel damon seems like that kind of guy too doesn't really, I don't yeah know. i can see, i mean he's always looking for a money match like whenever he misses the cut it seems like so. yeah exactly that's true he's he always is so i feel like he could be one of those guys there's a lot of good answers for this one mm-hmm. yeah Gol- golfers I mean, like golf like and gambling goes hand in hand yeah, no. pretty much um, <laughs> yeah so i feel like that pretty much answers that question we'll see what the instagram go over to the instagram and comment uh what you think if you yeah are hearing us talk about somebody who like easily should be i feel like there's a snub on here somewhere but all right so let's get into our interview with ryan french aka monday uh q info on twitter it's a great one let's get into it all right so we've got a big guest on the podcast this week he runs the monday qualify monday q info account on twitter his name's ryan french and we're going to be talking about a side of golf that the average fan might not know quite a lot about. So uh, without further ado, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about what made you start this account and how it got to be like where it is right now. Yeah, it's kind of a long story. I'll try to keep it as short as possible. Um, after college, uh, my dad and I used to take, I played college golf, junior college golf, and then tried to walk, walk on at a four-year school and kind of my wake-up call that there was a lot better golfers out there than than me. And um, so after college, my dad and I used to go and caddy on a mini tour. This is like 2000 to like 2010. And that was kind of our like dad and son trip. It was really cool. Met tons of players. It was awesome. I was working full-time in the restaurant business. I ran a group of restaurants. But when I had a week off, I would go caddy. Um, just stayed in touch with guys, became friends with a lot of guys. And so like if they were at a Monday qualifier close to me or mini tour event, I would go caddy. So, uh, fast forward many years. Uh, and, uh, I was in the restaurant business. My son had brain surgery about two and a half years ago. At that same time, the restaurant group that I was running went bankrupt at the same time, relatively, um, our long-term nanny graduated from college and, and was going into the workplace. So lost her. So it's kind of a perfect storm of, of things. And my plan was to take like six or seven months off and five months, whatever, and find a good job, get my son back to health and, um, you know, look for a job that fit for our family and those kind of things. And here we are three weeks later, I'm on your podcast or three months, years later, and I'm on my, on your podcast. So, uh, it's been a crazy ride, man. I, I, guys, I, I mean, never in a I say it all the time. I tweet it a lot, and, but I don't want to overstate is like, I, if I thought I had a hundred followers, a thousand was like too many to even think about. Uh, didn't think I, this is how I sum it up is if you said, what's the craziest thing that will happen when I started this account, none of the stuff that's actually happened, I would have listed because it would have been too like crazy to even think about. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, awesome I, story. I feel like a lot of these guys that you cover as well have like 
just awesome stories that just, you know, you come out of nowhere. This, um, the guy this week who finished T27, uh, Gilgich, right? Yeah. He had yeah. like Michael Gligic. Yeah. Yeah. Gligic, yeah. He, like everybody, I feel like every week I'm seeing a new story about these guys and their journey to like where they've become. It's yeah. Crazy. I mean, it's crazy. I, I think that, you know, it's just part of the, why the account has worked is I th- these stories are out there. There's a large portion of pro golfers, um, are guys that just grind forever. Uh, because on TV we hear about the Matt Wolfs and the Colin Marikawas and those kind of guys for every one of those, there's a hundred guys that struggle. I mean, there's plenty of number one, uh, you know, former ranked amateurs. Norman Zhang is a perfect example. The dude can't crack an egg in a Monday qualifier right now. Uh, and you know, his coach called him the next tiger woods. And so, you know, golf is just, uh, it's a grind for 95 or 97 or whatever that number is percent of players. And, and guys like Michael who turned pro out of, out of uh, high school, probably in his own words, didn't have much business doing that. Uh, you know, it took him 12 years to get to the PGA tour and that's uh, a lot of money, a lot of time sleeping in the car and mm-hmm. staying in shitty hotel rooms and those kind of things. It's just, uh, it's a long, long grind to get there. Yeah. So, so here, my question is, um, since a lot of our, our listeners don't really know like how the Monday qualifiers work, um, can you kind of just go through like, how do you get into a Monday qualifier? And then like from there, how do you, um, like qualify for, um, an event? Yeah, sure. So, um, on the PGA tour side, I'll, I'll cover it quickly. So there's a pre-qualifier on the, on the PGA tour side, it kind of weeds out people who like want to do this for fun. And so, uh, in order to get to a pre into a pre qualifier, you have to have a handicap of two or below. So, um, you know, obviously, if you're two and a below, you don't. If you're a two, you don't stand virtually any chance of ever getting through. But you can play in a pre qualifier. Uh, it costs two hundred two hundred dollars to play in. The amount of people that gets through is based on how many people are signed up for the Monday qualifier. Um, and it depends. The pre-qualifier size fields vary uh, depending really on location most of the time. If it's near where a lot of mini tour players play, then mini tours, then they'll be huge. Um, a perfect example of that is the Waste Management Monday Qualifier. They have 600 or 700 people in the seven Monday qualifier or in the pre-qualifiers. Um, and like three people get through at each spot. Monday qualifiers are basically anyone who has corn fairy status or PGA tour status that's not in the field. And then the group of uh, people that get through from the pre-qualifier. So corn fairy members don't have to play a pre-qualifier. They pay a hundred dollars and then uh, PGA tour members don't pay an entry fee. The guys who got through the pre-qualifier, their bonus for getting through the pre-qualifier is to pay another $250 to pay play in the Monday qualifier. And then, uh, I mean, it is literally why I love it. And it is, uh, the Monday qualifier itself is go play 18 holes. If you're one of the best four scores, you're going to play in a PGA tour event. Uh, it's, it's, that's, it's that simple. And, um, it's, I mean, I, I, people laugh when I say this, but it's literally like having some good college, former college basketball players, go have a three point contest and then 
they're on the Lakers for a week. It's just ridiculous. I mean, it's, I mean, last year, the guy who ran a pizza place got through, you know, plenty oh of club pros get through. I mean, this week, Matt Wilson is a guy. I mean, he literally was working in a cart barn on Tuesday. I mean, he like, you know, he works, he's a cart guy. And, you know, I mean, does he have a, a real chance of winning the PJ Tour? No, but it, I mean, he has a better chance than any of us because he's teeing it up in a PJ Tour event. So how how difficult is it to really get through when you when you break it down? Just say you get to the to the final Monday qualifier. I see yeah. all the time the guys are just firing off sixty sixty threes, sixty fours, and still possibly not making it. Yeah, I mean it's it really you know I say two things about about the account is one, um, how difficult the lifestyle is and two kind of how good guys who are not on the PGA tour are. Um, I mean, in the last eight or 10 qualifiers between the corn Ferry and the PGA tour, there was six times where people who shot 64 did not get through to the Monday qualifier. They lost in a playoff each time, but, um, and, and people say, Oh, the, you know, of course it's relatively easy. That's true. But, please, you know, go take the best player that most of us know and let me know how many 64s they shoot on a relatively easy golf course. And uh, relatively easy to them is a lot different than relatively easy mm. to, to players who don't play all the time. I mean, you know, I mean, last week it was 7,300 yards. The slope was 130 and the rating was like 74.5 and every, but you need two guys who shot 64 went home. So yeah, that's, that's that's just like that's that's wild to me that that's how your week is decided. Like you can go out there shoot maybe the best round of your life and still not still not enough. Yeah, yeah, so and, it, and it's such a crapshoot. There's so many guys that go can go low in an 18 hole event. You know, it's just it's ridiculous. Mm. I mean, uh, you know, I mean George Markham, who got through this this week and actually made the cut. Um, on Monday qualifier, I mean, he was the 800 and his best world amateur rankings last year before he turned pro was 822nd in the world. That's his best. And, uh, so it just shows how much talent is out there really. Hmm. So what is one of the stories? I mean, I see, you see them all the time on your account. What is one of the, one of your favorite stories that's come out of a Monday qualifier? Yeah. I mean, it, it happened a couple weeks ago. I mean, there's so many good ones, but I say it all the time. It's really hard to, to top, uh, each week. I say that every week and then something comes up where like Jay McClune, Jay McClune, um, two weeks ago at the Sanderson. Yeah. Sanderson. Um, I mean the guy and his wife have both died separately and been revived. Guy had a heart attack sitting on his couch called nine one one paramedics came revived him on the way to the hospital had to be paddled seven times after he died again, got revived, got a pacemaker put in, hasn't had any health issues. This May, him and his wife, they owned some property and was working under a brush hog, uh, trying to fix it. The brush hog fell off the jacks, landed on both of them. They had to uh, call their young daughter over to run to the neighbors, which is like five, 600 yards away. The neighbor brings a tractor, lifts it off of both of them. His wife, his heart had stopped. They give her CPR. She's alive now. She's fine. And uh, he Monday qualified and made the cut. I mean, I say it all the time. I don't 
I don't know how to top that one. <laughs> that, that, is that, unbelievable. that is unbelievable. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I, I, I feel like, but like you said, there's stories like that every week, and it's just, it's crazy the talent pool that's out there that is that, and what they go through every, like every week to, to try to live out their dream. Yeah, and I mean, Jay, minus all of that, I mean, that's unreal, but Jay is, is a lifer who's grinded forever. I mean, Jay's 40 years old has never held PGA Tour status and is still out there, uh, you know, having at it. I mean, he's played 13 PGA Tour events. He, you know, a few are sponsors exemptions, but most were Monday qualifiers. I mean, he's just grinding away. He's 40 years old. And uh, so, like, to you know, he just, he has that never give up. You know, I, I asked him in an interview, I said, what's the backup plan? And he's like, there's no backup plan. I'm 40 years old. Uh, I keep grinding away, and then if I get close to fifty, then I'll try the Champions Tour. That's true. I, I, I forget about that. I feel like. Um, so I, I saw you tweeting about this. I think maybe last week. So I'll give you some time here uh, to plead your case for the Monday qualifier playoffs uh, every week to be on the Golf Channel. <laughs> I mean, I really think. I mean, I, I say that kind of half jokingly, but it can be done relatively cheaply. Uh, I wish five a year were on and it, it doesn't have to be the Monday qualifier. It doesn't have to be a traditional, just a playoff. And I think if you, if you did it from a little bit different perspective, you do it not from a golf perspective, but from a story perspective and tell these guys stories, then it can be of interest. I don't expect this to be like, I, I jokingly say Monday qualifier should be on TV. I get, the reality that that is not what the golf channel is all about. They're not going to get nearly enough people to ever dream of putting that on TV, but a playoff, send one camera, tell the stories of these guys. I think that can be interesting. Um, So, I mean, here's hoping I never thought I'd have, you know, I never thought I'd write for the PGA tour. So might as well dream big. Yeah, I feel I, f- I feel like I would tune in. I mean, I'm probably more avid of a golf fan than the, than the average person who watches the Golf Channel. But I feel like I would tune into that. I mean, I know Jika or Greg turns tunes into like the Corn Ferry Tour at the end of the end of the week all the time. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like it, Golf Channel is looking for for. New I mean, things my all the time. my thing is like we have uh we have a Golf Channel that's literally twenty four seven golf. Yeah. Uh, there's no minute. I mean, Connor Moore's never gonna see this, so. Like I can only watch the Connor Moore show so many times. Yeah, uh, sure. or, like, well, let's let's do something outside the box and see what happens. Right. You know, go do three and see see if no one tunes in ever again. Okay, fair enough. But like, let's let's try to do something. We have twenty four seven channel. We can we can try some things. I would I would guess. I was gonna say I feel like if you if you if someone was watching Golf Channel one day and heard of a guy who. He died. He died, and his wife died, and they got revived. And now he's playing at PGA Tour event. I feel like people would get attached to that, and people would, that would be something that you could honestly like, yeah, show well, on I mean, TV, and like, like people would post about that on social media as well. Like that would get attention for sure. Yeah, I mean that that story got picked up by literally. I mean, I did an interview about Jay in England for England, Spain. I mean, it was literally a worldwide story it would have some interest in my opinion, if they did it correctly, you know, followed these guys around, had a live interview, knew their story, those kind of things. I think it could be, um, you know, I've been lucky enough to be at a couple PGA tour Mondays. I use Alex Smalley 
all the time. I mean, his mom's carrying his bag. It's pitch black in Phoenix, and they're playing a playoff hall. I mean, it's literally – you can hardly see. He gets through to his first PGA Tour event, and him and his mom are crying. I mean, just bawling on the green. And it's like, that's – it's just things you don't see in golf very often. I mean, like, Dustin Johnson, you know, makes a putt for – his X amount wins, whatever, how many ever wins he has. Understandably, he's not that fired up about it. And it yeah. doesn't change his life at all. Zero. Uh, yeah, we were actually thinking about that. Just like when, when like Rom or, or, uh, or DJ, they like win an event. It's like, oh, I don't really care. Like, when, like I, yeah, I have so like, many other wins. Like, it doesn't really matter. Like, sometimes we like to see a guy who hasn't, like, even on the tour, like, we like to see a guy who hasn't won in, like, forever and, like, all the emotions they feel when they, like, win an event. Yeah, yeah. Really I cool mean, I say it all. I say it a lot, guys. Is Matt Wilson is a perfect example. And Matt had a, a uh, the guy who just he just Monday qualified this week. Um, and I don't know how Matt's career is going to work out, but as much as I like to talk about the Corey Connors who Monday qualified and won, and the guys who make cuts and change their life, like Matt Wilson may never step on a PGA Tour event again ever, but he can say that he played on the PGA Tour, uh, and that's pretty damn cool. And, mm-hmm. in, and it's great that in this sport we have, you know, there's plenty of great college basketball players going to the back to the basketball analogy that will never, ever, ever step or have a chance to step on a, an NBA court ever. And this is just a great thing about golf, in my opinion. It's like if Matt Wilson never, ever makes it in, as, a, as a pro golfer, he can always say he teed it up at a PGA Tour event. George Markham, who just made the cut, played with Luke Donald, and wow. I can't remember. I'm saying like how he went from playing outlaw tour events, which is way down the mini tour ground to playing with the former one, number one player in the world. This is pretty cool to me. Yeah. Awesome. So you do, you mentioned these guys like, like Matt Wilson, that, you know, their situation is very different from a guy like you just mentioned, Corey Connors, who's now on the tour, you know, he's a PGA tour winner. He's making cuts every, I mean, he's a very good player on the tour now. What are some names out there right now grinding that you think could legitimately like, you know, uh, make a name stay for themselves on the PGA tour? Yeah. Um, I always use three different guys. Mark Anguiano, um, is probably the best mini tour player. Um, out there, he just won the Colorado open, which is a hundred thousand dollars. And then, um, Matt Picanzo is actually a good story. Never played college golf where he played for about a year and then quit the game entirely for six years and was kind of lost in his life and decided to give uh, golf a try just to like get some discipline in his life. And now he's probably one of the best mini tour players in the country. He's 37, but super talented. And then Michael Vilsacki down in Florida uh, had really bad luck um, last year at, at Q school. He's won like 45 or something times on a mini tour down in Florida. Last year at uh, second stage, he was two within inside the number on the 71st hole, hit it up in a palm tree and got stuck and um, wow. made double and, and missed by one. So, um, yeah, if he can get – if those three guys, I mean, it just shows how hard it is to get through. Um, but if they get through, you know, Q school is one tournament a year and – a lot of guys just don't play well in Q school. And unfortunately, just that's obviously a huge part of, of their career. So right. um, if when or if they get through, 
I think you'll you'll start to hear those names more often for sure. Well, awesome. yeah, this was all very very interesting to to talk about. Thank you for coming on. Hey guys, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yep. All right, so that was a fantastic interview with Ryan French. Um, Agreed. Some of the craziest stories just come out of Monday qualifiers, and I feel like not many, many people know that. I feel like the average golf fan wouldn't know about I mean, any of for that. Sure, I, for you, sure, I, mean, I, I didn't even know about yeah. that. And like, we're probably above well, average golf fans. So I, I followed, I, I, I follow it. So that's why I know it. So even yeah, even the above average golf fan who doesn't <clears throat> doesn't like follow him. I mean, you have like, there's like no access to these Monday qualifiers. Kind of like he was saying, like, oh, we need to get it on the golf channel. Like just like, so people could actually see them. Like, like, I have have no clue what goes on during a Monday qualifier. He he literally like all all he needs, like, like at least one camera. There's not even like any cameras out there. Like there's just like, it's like literally like a, like there's like eight eight players, but just with much better players (laughs) and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. So his at on Twitter is uh, a case of the golf one. Which yeah, it's it's on said, it's on the the video if you watch the YouTube. You know, he said many times he's he's like you know, on, on his Twitter he's been like I don't know why it's that but it is because <laughs> when he, you you oh, saw wow. when he when he started he didn't think he was gonna get many followers so no he, he has like forty five thousand followers mm-hmm. which yeah is crazy so so that was good we're gonna we can move on to the course preview before we get into DraftKings picks later right so this week we got the CJ Cup. Um, Usually played in South Korea, but because of COVID, they're, they've moved it this year, and we're now on a little bit of a Vegas swing here. And um, we're playing at Shadow Creek, which um, most of you guys should remember Shadow Creek from the, the infamous Tiger film match a couple years ago. Um, it's one of the most exclusive clubs in the in the world um, out in Vegas. Um, Shadow Creek's a par 72, 75, 27. It's another desert course. Um, just based on the field this week, um, all five of the top five players in the world are playing this week. Brooks Kepka is making his first start um, since injury. Um, and DJ has a course record at 66. Um, and it is a desert course, but like the way they've built it, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of like, like creeks and, and like green space stuff. Like that. I love it's not the really... course record 66. Not I know. That's, that's, that's kinda, I feel like it's kind of high. Well, it, course record since they redid it is 66. Okay. Well, have they ever um, hosted before, it? Before they redid it, the course record is 60. And I think it's Tiger okay. and someone else owns it. Uh, oh, makes gotcha. sense. But, but um, DJ has a course record since they redone it at 66. Um, okay. This week, approach shots are going to be really key. There's a lot of uh, very interesting approach shots. There's creeks and stuff and a lot of bunkers like all over the place. So um, I think you have to be really accurate with your approach shots. Um, so just going in the key stats, that's the first stat that I'm going to put out there, strokes gain approach. Um, and as always, strokes gain off the tee. People who do well off the tee usually do well. And you uh, looking at this, you literally have the off three the tee, most approach and putting. Well, yeah, I think approach uh, in order of importance. I, okay. I'm not saying like these are the stats that you need to do, but in okay, order in of order importance. Reports, sure. Like, that, I think that makes a lot more approach, sense. Approach starts is the most important stat this week. Then you go off the tee and then you go putting. Okay. But I, I would that, really that, look at I would really look at strokes can approach this week. I think that's the okay. the, the major stat. Gotcha. All right. So on that note, um, yeah, let's swing it over to the DraftKings picks. Okay. So DraftKings. Okay. Well, first we'll say last week we just had a terrible week. I mean, there yeah, was we not got, much. For, there was not much going into it last week. We had like a fifteen minute podcast and not a lot of research. And yeah, we'll we'll take ownership of that we had we had a kid with covid yep 
Jeek, you had a your Mondays and Tuesdays are just I had a paper. I had a paper due at midnight. <laughs> yeah, and I I was just fresh off of working a golf tournament for twelve hours in forty degree weather. So it's fun. This week we got some good good research going into this. Um, so let's start and it I, off. I will say, if you look on Golficity bets, I had my all-time worst DraftKings lineup last week, and that kind of oh, sucked. And I want to say something about that, just to be clear. Some some guy was just like giving us so much crap in, in the comment section of the Golficity bets Instagram about our picks being bad. It's like, hey, where were you when I won forty-five dollars last week? <laughs> you weren't thanking me. Like, I'm such a fair weather fan, and if he listens to the podcast. Maybe fail. don't. Maybe don't. Okay. I don't need Wait, we don't we don't get paid to do this. So yeah. So so it's like yeah. No, it's like hey. Like you're just taking you're just taking gambling picks from a bunch of college kids. Like like we don't we research to- everything. We like we we really research and we do that stuff and we really like get into it most weeks. But like. And we don't you're claim paying, you're not. To, pay, we're not paying for us. Like you're not. You're not paying for. Yeah, you don't want to take our picks. Like you don't take our picks. We're we're giving I mean, our. We pick a. Well, we're bound to pick a winner. We pick a winner like every three or four weeks. So. And I would had, say I almost had one last week. I almost had two. Like I almost had Patrick. I Cantley quite literally and Pat, on the, had Matt Wolf on the Golf City Bets Instagram, which is where this guy was picked Hudson Swafford. Where was he then? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. With that being said, terrible DraftKings week. Uh, I had Matt Wolf. I did have Matt Wolf, who finished so. in second. Everybody else we picked got cut, I think. So, not a great week. But we didn't research last week. We researched this week, so I think we're going to have a lot better results this week. Yeah. So, so high salary let's guy. Hop into the high salary. Yeah. Right off the bat, I'm assuming you put this in here, Matt Wolf. Um. Yeah. Back to back second place finishes. Kind of found his swing. Kind of found his game. Um, his consistency has been a lot better this season, the start of the year. Um, he's fifth in strokes gained approach, which is a big stat. I said, um, and he literally has an eagle like every time he plays, or three like last time he played. <laughs> he had four so. this weekend, right? <laughs> yes, Jeez. he had three on one day. So, yeah, I mean, I like Matthew Wolf to keep going uh, for the same reasons I said last week, and the fact that he just finished second this week, like he's playing on real golf, and. Also, I was just like looking through everything. I like Rory this week as a high salary guy. Honestly, if you like from what I researched, like the guys who drive it real far, like those are the guys that they're going to do well. So, like, there's not like there's there's a lot of leeway. You wide can miss wide fairways. fairways. Yeah. Yeah. Tiger, like Tiger, like 10 of 14 fairways here, but he's still like every time he missed a fairway, he was absolutely fine for mm-hmm. many years where that was. So, I feel like if you miss, a, like, you're you can, if you're long, it's a big advantage. And if you could, you're, you're allowed to miss fairways. And I like Rory to, to, to keep it going this week. I put that, together a lineup. You'll see it on golf as Betts' Instagram. Uh, yeah. I put together a lineup as well. And like, you could pick a lot of high salary guys this week. Mm-hmm. Like I picked like two, two guys like, or maybe even three guys over 9,000 and still had no trouble filling in a lineup. Mm-hmm. So there's, yeah. Cause really there's a lot of, I mean like I didn't pick him, but for example, Adam Hadwin who had a great week this week was 6,700. Exactly. So, so, I mean, that's just what it is. Without further ado, um, we should uh, just let's just get into our picks. I'll go first. Right. Um, got Tyrrell Haddon, ninety six hundred. It's a good ball striker. Like we've all like that's kind of the theme this week that we like. Um, he just won at the BMW and, uh, and not like Europe, the BMW yeah. Championship, but like the one in Europe. And he's scary good when he's when he's in good form. 
I mean, he's, he's been like, on good form pretty much the entire season, except for well, like no, the he, ma- he only played bad in the majors this year, which is interesting. He yeah. played really well in just about every tournament except for the U.S. Open and the PGA. And the uh, which one did he play bad in? Um, one of the, one of the one of the playoff ones. But um, no, he played bad in a tournament where we all thought he was going to do well because of his water avoidance, and he played really bad. <laughs> FedEx St. Jude, maybe? Yeah, FedEx St. Jude. Yeah, but like just about that, besides those three tournaments, he's played well in like the rest of them, like top Mm. 20s. You see that that picture of him like winning the tournament, like, and then like a picture of him like however many years ago when he was like like a fan, like watching the tournament. Like, it was was in the exact same place, like on the same hole, like on maybe on 18 or something like that. It's a picture of him in front of a hole when he was like probably like eight years old or, or like. Or like smaller, and then it's just, and then it's him now with a trophy. I thought that was pretty. That, cool. that was one of those big tournaments for uh, like European tour too. Oh, like it was. wasn't it wasn't a small was tournament. A it was a really big one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm not completely unrelated, but Rick Shields had a video of like Lee Westwood there a couple mm-hmm. days ago. So. Rick Shields is dope. <laughs> pretty big, pretty big tournament. Yeah. So yep. Joe had ninety six hundred. Who's up next? Um, I'll go next. I'm gonna. This is kind of outside the box here, but I'm gonna go with Tony Fina ninety four hundred. Now I know what you're all thinking. He had COVID last week. Trev also had COVID last week, but he's here and he's doing the podcast. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm gutting it out. You know, it's, it, it's a gutsy performance being here today. Even um, I'm still positive. So, I mean, Tony Finau is asymptomatic apparently. Um, I think he's good. He's in the field this week. Um, he's expected to play this week. Um, and I will say that his COVID, uh, the COVID positive came at the like worst time for Tony Finau because he was playing really good golf. Um, he started taking those full driver swings at the U.S. Open. Um, which actually worked out really well. He we ended up finishing like what fifth or third or something. Um, mm, he played really third. Well. He he was third in strokes gained approach early in the season, which means his ball striking has been fantastic recently. Um, and I, you know what? I mean, COVID took him out, so he got a week off. But um, if he's in the field this week, which like I said, fully expect him to be. Um, I mean, Tony Finau is playing great golf, and I, I mean, think he's found something to his game that might be an advantage. I mean, if you talk about like, I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing, I have COVID and I'm doing this, like, he should be able to play this golf tournament. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's be, right. He'll, he'll, he'll be <laughs> he fine. should be able to walk. Yeah. If he I, should if be able I to walk s- in the Vegas sun, he should be able to walk four rounds. He'll, he'll be fine. He'll be, he'll be able to walk a couple of miles a day. Yeah. Four a couple, days. couple miles right, a day, exactly. four days, and like, in like the middle of the desert. He'll be, I mean, he'll, 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 I mean, no it's, it's Monday. It's Monday, but all signs are showing that he's going to play this week. So, um, as long as the PGA lets him play, which I think they will, I think he had a negative test or something. Um, I mean, he's good. He should be play pretty well if he plays yeah. so all right so i'll go with my first pick uh joaquin neiman um, i might have spelled his name wrong in the, the doc but oh, 7500 he finished t13 was the shriners last week it was right mm-hmm. yep so he finished t13 there so he's playing well uh he's fourth in driving distance and 17th in scoring average i think he's even better in source 32nd in strokes gained off the tee and 18th in strokes gained putting so He's you got you can do a little bit of everything. He's on, he played well at the end of last year, and I think that again I'm riding high with the big drivers, and that might not have as much accuracy, but they can drive the ball really far. So that's my first pick, and I think a 7500 is pretty good value. Well, uh, he hits it so far for a guy like with his stature. Like he's yeah, how like tall is he? Like five yeah, unbelie- yeah. unbelievable. Like, and he's, yeah, he's yeah. like slight too. Uh, Next pick, I'll go with Bubba Watson at 7,300. He's third in strokes gained off the tees, 22nd in driving distance, 19th in scoring average. And again, driving driver's golf course, can, you can be a little wild. Tiger was a little wild. I think the, as, wild you, as wild as you can get is probably 
Bubba. So I think he, this course kind of fits his play style and you can kind of bomb it all over the place. I, long par five, I mean, so any, like, any course that fits, it, it could fits well. Bubba's eye, like any course that fits Bubba's eye, he'll play well at. Yeah. It's just a matter of if the course fits his eye or not. And I think is, this like, one does. Playing I, here. The more I, that I, 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 we have no clue. I mean, yeah. we'll find out, I guess, but like, I well, mean, obviously he's never, well, he's definitely played here before, but because like, 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 like we don't know. PGA. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying like, we did get to take a look at the course when we were watching, what was that? Tiger and Phil. Sophomore year, call it. Like, it was like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was sophomore Yeah, it was two years ago. Yeah, we're all watching Trevor, other Trevor's basement. Um, we ended up That was a wild, that was a, that was a wild day. That was yeah, fun. a great day. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we got we to gotta look at the, at, the, at, the, at the course during that. And other than that, we don't have a ton of information, but I feel like it does seem like a Bubba Watson course, just like a, Really wide fairways can like do pretty much anything with his driver. Mm-hmm. I like that. Exactly. Completely unrelated, but uh, if there's a playoff, will we get to that 19th hole from the parking lot? <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> oh my lord. Give us that. Give us the 19th hole. Jesus, that would be. Could you imagine? Like <laughs> 60 yards down the hill with like trailer closest to the pin. God. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Jesus. Um. Okay, with that being said, my second pick, since I went high on my first pick, I'm going to go low on my second pick. And my second pick is going to be Corey Connors at 6,900. I love picking this guy. He was T17. I picked him at Sanderson a few weeks ago. Um, like I said, great ball striker. Um, he finished last season 12th in strokes gain approach. Um, and kind of sticking with the theme of this episode, we were, this is the Monday qualifier, like mini tour theme. I mean, Corey Connors comes straight from a mini tour, um, won a qualifier, won an event has PGA store status. So we're going to mm-hmm. stick with the theme of the episode. Yeah. I mean, I like, I like that. He's also in my, uh, DraftKings that I put that I put together. So I feel like hopefully his, his, uh, like owner percentage isn't that high this week, but I don't think it I, I wouldn't think so. Yeah, see, there's so many guys this week. Yeah. I mean, we, we are on Corey Connors because he's such a great ball striker and we yeah. like ball strikers, but like, and he, he allows you to get creative with your lineup. Exactly. Um, or not creative, but like get, because he's always in that high, mid to low price. So, I yeah. mean, because he's not a great putter. But if he putts well, like, one week, he finishes in the top 20. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, with my last pick, sim- similar, like, you know, low-salary guy that lets, allows me to put a guy like Rory and, uh, you know, Tara Hodden in my lineup. So, I got Billy Horschel, 7,200. He's just another one of those good ball strikers. And he's had some really good finishes the past three starts at the, U- at the U.S. Open, Northern Trust, and BMW. He was, like... 30 33 like 33 so those are solid starts at at courses that are not easy at all mm-hmm. and, salary, it's a good stat it's a good number to finish at yeah so i think you know if if, if at 7200 he can give you a top 30 that'd be pretty good and last year i was seeing i think he made like 19 out of 23 cuts so that's really all you're asking out of the out of your your low salary guy so i like him absolutely mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, let's get in the bets. Um, yeah. Pat has three points. I have still have one point, and Trev has three points. So yes. even, even with a missed week, we didn't even gain anything. Week, <laughs> yeah. All right. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's kind of tough. I'll start <laughs> again. Um, for my winner, I got Rory at plus fourteen hundred. Same reason I, I I said earlier when we were going through high salary guys. I just fe- I I feel like he's gonna turn it around. He. Wasn't, he, hasn't, he hasn't been playing bad golf. He made, I don't think he missed a cut. But, like, it's just he lost some of that momentum after the COVID break. Um, Agreed. But, you know, new season, new Rory. I mean, he's still one of the best players in the world, top five. Um, and, you know, my best bet, I also have Rory top 20 at minus 180. 
you know, it's a little bit, a little bit of money to, 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 to blow, but, um, you know, I, I like him. I didn't like some of the matchups I saw on DraftKings Sportsbook as the week goes on, obviously, like you know, some more will come out, but well, here, here's a little hot take on Rory. Um, ever since he's become a dad, uh, T12, T8, solo eight. Okay. So you just did my research for me. Yep. <laughs> so there you go. That right there. That's that. <laughs> I just figured that out. I don't even just kind of funny. Um, okay. So my winner this week, I'm going to double down on what Trevor's winner from last week. I'm going to pick Patrick Cantley at eight plus 1800. Um, last week was kind of disappointing. He had the 54 hole lead, um, had a pretty bad Sunday and that kind of did him in. He wasn't really in contention. He wasn't in the final pairing, all that stuff. So that sucks. But, Despite that, he still had a T8, so he played well last week for the most part, except for Sunday. Um, wasn't wonderful with his approach game, but was fifth in strokes gain around the green last week, so he he made up for it. Um, last season, he did finish an 18th in strokes gain approach, so he has it in him. Um, and I just think he's good for a, like or due for a good stretch of golf. I mean, Patrick Cantley's one of those guys that's always up around the top of the leaderboard, doesn't seem to win a lot of events, but um, I, he's just due. I feel like it. And then for my best bet um i'm gonna go with tyro i need i need the bonus points i feel like so i'm gonna go with tyro hatton uh top english player plus 20 or plus 250 um pat probably mentioned this before but he's a really good ball striker. he's a really good putter that's a good combo he's coming off of a, a win last week so he's hot and i'm looking for those bonus points gotcha. um so i'll get my winner my boy Xander andrew uh i feel like you i feel like I was talking to Jeep before this, and I feel like you can't really go wrong picking Xander at all. He's just solid, and he plays best in like. I mean, the speaking of the somebody who speaking of somebody who's due for a win, like yeah, exactly. He's like in the top uh, five in every event he plays. Exactly. So I'll go with just uh, Xander Schauffele uh, at plus was it twelve hundred, twelve hundred, fourteen hundred, fourteen hundred, and then. So he's last year he only, he's only played the U.S. Open so far this season, but he was eighth in strokes gain off the tee last year. Third in strokes gained total, seventh in strokes gained T to green. And this year so far, he's in the top two in strokes gained around the green, strokes gained putting. So, you know, his his game is, I mean, his game is about as well-rounded as you can possibly yeah. get. <laughs> uh, so I, lo- I love that. I love Xander when I think he's due for a win as well, as Jeke said. Now, May I just be- say, Trevor, I yeah. love your best bet. Love my best bet. I love uh, your best bet. Sergio Garcia over Justin Rose, minus 120. Sergio just won a couple weeks ago. He's great driving distance, seventh in strokes gain off the tee, is as one of the longer hitters on tour, which is kind of weird because like he's one of the older guys, but he's still has one long, one longer hitters, and he's twenty second in holes per eagle. And there's a lot of part, long par fives this week, so I think he can if he can find a couple eagles, he has a really good chance to uh, play well. And I think Rose, I just haven't heard enough from Rose to, for me to be like, okay, he, he's been very inconsistent. Well, yeah, very and inconsistent. so I, I just don't think. Honestly, the only t- only thing I think of Rose when I uh, when I think of him right now is that one shot he hit in the t- match with Tiger, JT, and Rory, where he hit it way left, like way left. <laughs> that's all you got. That's just what's in my head about Justin yeah. Rose. So that combined with Sergio's <laughs> distance, I think is that's a pretty easy bet. Hopefully, Justin is. Rose, we got that in our head, and then all those like Morgan Stanley commercials that he's in. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Watch, watch Justin Rose 100%. like go out and win it now. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> All right. Um, and then for our first round leaders, Jake, you want to introdu- uh, introduce those? Um, yeah. So we're going to go with Dustin Johnson plus 1600. I mean, this is the favorite for the first round leader, but like it's plus 1600. That's pretty good. 
Um, and he has the I feel, like, I feel like we got to start, yeah, picking the favorite. Like, like in the first round leaders, like it worked. Like last week, it was Bryson. He was a favorite. So, I mean, you can't really go wrong. Um, also, like I said before, he has a course record at Shadow Creek before res- renovation. So, um, he knows this course. He's played this course a um, good amount. So, um, and obviously, and he's DJ. He's been on, he won the, the FedEx Cup. He's been on pretty good form. Uh, you can't really go wrong, DJ. Yeah, uh, coming out the gates really hot. Good. And then second, we're going to go with Matthew Wolf plus 2,800, which I feel like is a steal um, for odds for him. I mean, like I said before, I feel like he's found his game back-to-back second-place finishes. Um, he's been really consistent with his ball striking this year so far. Um, almost closed it out last week. And also, he's a birdie and eagle machine when he gets going. I mean, look at him last week, all those eagles, um, ton of birdies. Like He just pumps out eagles when he's like on his game, and I feel like he's on his game right now. So. Yeah, I can't go I like wrong. those. All right, and then so that'll do it for betting and DFS. Hopefully, we make some money this week. Only it can only go up from last week. Um, so now birds and bogues, birds and bogues of the week. I'll start. Um, birdie. Hmm. Well, I think this this weekend I'm going to a tournament. Uh, it's like a kind of a closing out tournament for the Central New York section um, of the PGA, where. We go up on Thursday morning. Apparently, it's a uh, fun round of golf. That's all I'll say. And I'm playing in it. But okay. you know, apparently, it's a very fun round of golf. Uh, f- fun fun uh, dinner on Thursday, as we'll call it. Um, a little and, banquet. <laughs> and another another fun uh, round on Friday. So oh, That's pretty cool. And then, I'm de- and then I'm back by like five on, fri- on Friday, and I have my whole weekend ahead of me. So oh, That's yeah. perfect. That's, that's, that's a good, good way to start the weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And bogey, bogey is, uh, I don't know. I feel like the bogey has been hard to come by recently. I mean, we haven't been like doing a whole lot. I mean, Trev, Trev got COVID. So like. yeah, that's, that was <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I literally can't like do anything. You know, bogey is that we did pretty bad. Um, in, in the, in, yeah. And then betting last bad week Trev, and, Trev and Kings. Trevor has COVID. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say my, my bogey is I have COVID. I can't do anything. It sucks. Cause I was literally went to the driving range. The, my, my birdie was, I went to the driving range for the first time, like in like a month, like last week or two weeks ago before I got COVID. And then, like, I'm like, all right, like, I told my friend, like, yeah, well, we should play golf, like, next week. Like, let's play next Friday or something like that when we don't have class. And then uh, I got COVID, and he texted me that day, so, like, it looks like we're not playing golf this week. I'm like, God damn it, we're not. But, so, I still haven't been able to play golf at all, but I'm trying to get that get out there like more. a birdie's hard once to come I, once, by when well, you're well, in quarantine. Yeah, it's, yeah. I'm literally just, I'm watching a lot of sports. That's, that's what the Bears Playing, playing Bears a little bit of FIFA, that's a big you one. know. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. I mean, um birdie uh i don't know been home for the weekend chilling with the dog here at uh, augusta national um (laughs) (laughs) uh, yeah pretty good weekend uh i go back tomorrow morning um bogey uh i don't know just barely missed my parlay last night would have been a lot of money but i mean still ended up in the green so it was it was a decent week but yeah uh, me and trevor for sure i also also had a live bet on matt wolf (laughs) i also had a live bet on matt wolf at the start of the start of the day because i was just kind of feeling it yeah. And like go, they go into that playoff, and I was like, "Oh, I might win this." Like actually, because like I, I, you know, you put in like five to ten dollars, and you're like, "Oh, like I'm probably just gonna lose that," mm-hmm. like on like a little live bet on golf, but you might as well. And like, mm-hmm. I didn't think Matt Wolf really had a chance. And then you see like he eagles sixteen, like he's one stroke behind. You're like, "Oh, yeah, like he has a chance." But then yeah. he did miss miss mm-hmm. the putt on the final, hole, so wasn't that great. But other than that, pretty solid week. Cool weekend. 
I feel like yeah, I feel like we've been having some pretty good weekends. Not much, to, not much to do at college right now. But I mean, I haven't played golf in a couple of weeks. Um, I think I'm gonna try to play. This yeah, weekend. I played for the first time in a while this weekend at like a at like a pretty nice club that I got onto. Um, I didn't. I didn't want to like bring my. Well. I didn't want to bring my golf clubs like home with me, or else I could have played this mm. weekend. But um, and then I just never played last weekend, so. Yeah. It's been ever mm-hmm. since granted I haven't played, but I'm trying to play again at least a couple more times. And Trevor can't before it gets cold. I, I literally cannot leave. My yeah, Trevor's Trevor could only uh, play PGA Tour 2K. PGA, that's it. Which, yeah, we still have to do that. We still have to play a round of us three and see what happens. I'm yes, playing. I, 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 I literally have the yips. That's another bogey. I literally have the yips in that game. I swear <laughs> to God, I suck at Trevor it. Trevor has the yips in that game. I used to be so. I'm, I'm, I used to be so good. My friends and I would play for money. I used to be so good. Dude, I'm like, like a. I'm like a plus. Time, and now I just suck. I can't hit the fairway. I can't I'm, play. I'm like. I'm like a anything. plus five handicap or something in that game. And then my roommates went on and played. Five. You're like yes, a plus like and then, two, and then my roommates came on and played. And like I think they brought me back down to like even because like for some reason like people can't learn how to play that game i don't understand we're like, we're all like I my, have no friends, one and I, play my friends and i are all plus 15s oh really yeah, yeah it's not like, that we're, like i think i was a plus 21 point oh, I'm, I don't know. Like, I'm back play, down to plus the more you, plus the more 10. you play like it, you get pretty good oh yeah it gets it but like i, I literally yeah, i haven't played in a while i can't i cannot play that game. it sucks <laughs> yeah well that's i got some i got some chicken in the oven right now so we should probably uh Ooh, wrap these birdies bogeys up I'm tired of paying uh, for food. I need I need someone to send me food. Yeah. yeah. Ho- hopefully you guys enjoyed the interview. We're cool. Uh, drop get... Trevor's address in the in the link below. Yeah. If you want to send me any food, me much. I, I'm starving here. <laughs> um. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the interview. We're looking to get some more people on as we get going. Yeah. The interview the was awesome. The podcast. Yeah. So. so cool. Yeah. We're we're heading into like we're heading into the second year. I feel like that's that's the direction to go to you know get the ratings up on the show because then we can do cooler stuff for you guys that actually and then we you know, could actually make the, some money for the great listeners mm-hmm. yeah and but and, and then we have no then we have us. then we have no, no excuses the on the picks <laughs> it's not only good for us but then we're allowed to do more things like yeah. more opportunities will come so you know that'll be that'll be good for us if we keep getting uh, some good interviews like this guy uh, mm-hmm. so see you next week at the couldn't tell you what term is next is it houston houston open uh, I think there's one more uh, before the Houston Open. Tune in next week to find out what tournament it is. Yeah, because we'll, we'll, we'll be learning the same thing. We'll see you next week.